This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. Welcome into ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. Ooh, T, it is a, a wind down Wednesday. Kind of, sort of, like, you know, I'm just in a, in a different type of mood today. But, hey, we got a lot of good stuff going on. We want to say thank you to you, you, the listener, viewer, for making ATL Day Ones your first listen of the day. And remember, we're free and available wherever you download your podcast. And wherever you download your podcast, make sure you leave us a five star review because we don't give you anything less than that each monday through friday each and every day we're coming into your speakers and we're coming into your youtube viewing experience so yeah go ahead and make sure you do that you know just give a little kickback that's all that's all we ask for we won't ask for any money it's free do it just do it just do it like nike all right t we have a lot of good stuff on board today uh the ronald acuna led things off and and got um scored for the uh, national league we'll talk about that and whether or not that that made a difference into maybe we can a peek into what he's going to see in the second half for Mr. Acuna. Mm-hmm. Also, DeAndre Hunter and the Hawks, they can't figure out the numbers. We'll try to see if we can figure it out and, and try to get you to where the Hawks will be with DeAndre Hunter going forward. And last but not least, and for the culture, T, whoo, um, you got to have some long money to go see the Bucks and the Seahawks play in Germany. We'll talk about all of that and for the culture. But first, T, the uh, American League was able to pull it out three to two. Mm-hmm. Um, National League jumped out, got off to a pretty decent lead. Yeah. And, um, you know, and our own nephew, Ronnie, he started off with a double, scored the first run of the game. I, I mean, it really doesn't matter about the All-Star game, but is this a peek into what we're going to see, you know, going into the second half? Like, I would love to see – that Ronald Cunha going to the second half of the season. Yeah, I, I do believe so. And that's why I wasn't that concerned about the fact that he only hit 19 home runs in the Derby and was outed in the first round because, again, it was against Pete Alonso, so we kind of expected that. I was really mm-hmm. interested to see what he was going to do last night, and he was Ronald Acuna Jr. in the leadoff spot, getting himself on base and in position to score a run. So if that's the Ronald Acuna we get for the second half and we don't get the long bombs, but we get he gets on base and we know he is amazing in his vision and ability to steal bases. So if he's getting himself in running position and then someone, whether it's the two, the three, or the, the cleanup spot gets him home, I'm good with how that looked. And also excited for Austin Riley just as a reserve. You know, he didn't come up as the MVP per, per se as we had hoped. Right or whatever but still just a good look from him again just something to sneak peek into the second half of the season because of course like you said the national league jumps out to a two nothing start and then all of a sudden in the fourth inning it swings to the american league and the nl is pretty much hitless. Giancarlo, Giancarlo, Giancarlo. <laughs> goes yeah, Giancarlo right and byron buxton just kind of shut that down yeah. in, the, in the fourth inning and then the pitchers rendered the nl hitless until Austin Riley in the eighth inning. So he gets a single and at least attempts to bring them back. So, yeah, I liked what I saw from those two guys. And I think we'll see more of that in the second half. 
No doubt about it. We definitely. I think the also just to add one little nugget. I think the the players being mic'd up is it was pretty cool. That was really cool to see as well. And so you know, the like Major League Baseball is doing something right. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody, Major League Baseball is doing something right. Just a little something right. Um, but uniforms the, I think were a big. Uh, people seem to really like the uniforms. Most people yeah. liked them. I thought they were kind of cool too. But yeah. I know that was another. Um, point of reference for people on whether or not they like the game you know and, and you know it, it was cool it, overall i thought it was a good game you know and you had the guys really fired up out there you know guy coming in you know to close everything out he was super fired up so that's good to see that you guys are into it and you know they got a little sense of pride in their uh, perspective league so now t speaking of pride um <clears throat> the falcons may have lost it a little bit as far as Eddie Goldman retire. We'll talk about the effect of that for the Falcons and what they're gonna have to do next. But first, T, tell the folks about what they got going on at Bet Online. Yes, so BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. You can find out all the latest sports developments, league reviews, news, and even. Last night, for example, would have been a great opportunity for you to make a bet, and you should have made it on the American League because, hey, they've won 21 out of the last 25 All-Star games. So this is the kind of site <laughs> you go to to kind of get insight on how to place that bet, as well as NBA, over-under for whatever your favorite team is. You maybe have an over-under on whether or not the Braves end up winning the National League East uh, for a fifth year in a row. Those are the kinds of things you go to betonline.net for. It's also a great source for sports wagering info, including live betting, esports, scores, and really some of those niche sports like MMA, boxing, and golf. So it remains the best spot for all of it. And they even have podcasts and news so that if you are a beginner in this space, you can get all the information so that you can make some smart bets. So head to the website today. You can use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action that's going on even today. And of course, for us as sportscasters, it's a really important part for us to kind of get information as well and just understand what's going on in the betting space. So this is where the game starts for you. This is where the game starts for you. BetOnline.net. No doubt about it. Now, where the game starts for the Falcons is next week when the veterans report at Ju on July 26. Yes. They thought they had a guy in Eddie Goldman that was going to help, you know, solidify the interior defensive line. But uh, he informed the team yesterday that uh, I'm good. <laughs> um, I'm done playing football. So I think that leaves the Falcons in a pretty difficult space because when you think about it, I think Eddie Goldman was a guy that was going to come in and play oh. signif signif a, signif a significant amount of snap. Excuse me. I would agree. You're talking about somebody that had six seasons with the Bears, and really four of those six seasons were very, very strong, right? And, of course, he's been in the league seven years but was out for uh, the pandemic. But mm -hmm. ultimately, yeah, you're looking at essentially a 28, 29-year-old, you know, somebody who's still relatively young. Yeah, got a lot of good tread on the tire. So like you said, someone who could have given Dean Pease another option just to, in his rotation. And so, yeah, I feel like I don't want to say it's a big loss, but I will say it does feel like a significant loss and something that at this stage in the game, I'm sure Terry Fontenot and Arthur Smith did not think they would have to, to manage through. Because here's the thing, like 
I've, I literally talked about this. Well, we literally talked, had a conversation about this before Eddie Goldman was signed, how the Falcons need yeah. to look at somebody in that interior defensive line because essentially you're going to be counting on Marlon Davidson and mm -hmm. take Juan Graham, right? Like, yeah. that's not ideal, um, just to be to be, be, be quite frank with it mm -hmm. because, you know, those guys are unproven. You know, take Juan Graham showed a little, a little something, something towards the end mm -hmm. of last year, but yeah. – you know, like you have to have a good mixture of veterans and young guys with something to prove. And I think that that is what how you build your team, because let's just be real. Like they don't have the, the amount of money to go out and get a guy that's, you know, um, you know, where well, you know, a top tier player and you know yeah. exactly what you're going to get. And then that's seven or eight sacks. Those mm -hmm. guys just don't exist for the Falcons right now. Right. So I, I think they have to look at somebody who has something to willing to something to something to prove yeah. or a guy you've drafted and you believe that he's going to be able to be capable of being productive in that rotation on the on the defensive line. So I think right now. Terry Fondo is probably working the phones and I think mm -hmm. right now. I don't think they're going to have signed someone immediately because right. I think is that's because they're so close to reporting right now. I think mm -hmm. they're going to go with what they have. Yeah. And then as things go along, as mm -hmm. they start doing some joint practices, they may start having some conversations with, mm -hmm. with the Jets or not with the Jets or the Jaguars, you know, mm -hmm. who they're going to be doing joint practices with. I think yeah. that Terry Fonda is going to exhaust all his options mm -hmm. at some point um, during, during this time so they can get that spot filled. Yeah. He'll have to because the other piece in there, as you said, with Taquan Graham, it's more of the unproven piece. And with Marlon Davidson, it's just a question mark that is always. I, we don't know. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> yeah. Every time we see the flashes of brilliance that we saw at Auburn with him, with the Falcons, the flash goes away because something mm -hmm. happens. He's had bouts, multiple bouts with COVID the injury piece. So that's always just kind of looming in the background of we know you're good. We know you have every bit of capability but we just don't know how much we can count on you because your body won't let you be great. So yeah, I think this will be interesting. And like you said, maybe once you get into training camp and maybe, you know, someone gets released from another team, right? Maybe a veteran who still has some tread on him and maybe just didn't, wasn't a fit for the team he was on. And maybe that's another great pickup as well for the Falcons and, or someone who is literally still just in a space of prove it year. And this will be the perfect team for you to come and prove yourself to for, for just a year. And last but not least, before we get out of here, we got to talk about the Atlanta Dream getting the dub against the Las Vegas Aces. T. Yeah. Tip Hayes led the way with 31 points. Atlanta Dream starting on a two-game winning streak. Hey, they, like, they say when it's more than one, it's a streak. <laughs> right, right. And also, that guarantees that they are on a brutal road trip and they're going to go 500 on that road trip because literally they come out of the all-star break. They stay in Chicago to play the sky. That was a tough game for them. And then they come back home for exactly one game against the sun on Friday. And now you've got to go back out on the road for four more games. So I think that is really impressive for them to have taken the first two of those games. And particularly this game against the aces because the aces had their number earlier in the season, but they really played a complete game last night against the team that is number two in the Western Conference. And like you said, not only did Tiffany Hayes just show up with a season high 31 points, but also they got Ryan Howard back. She of course was out for a couple of games, shoulder injury, and sis came back on fire, five of six three-pointers. She also had 24 points. So again, you like what Tanisha Wright is able to do. You like it when the squad is healthy and hopefully they'll start getting more of their pieces back for this final run in the season that may just get them to sneak into the playoffs a lot 
of websites and a lot of pundits who follow the WNBA have them trending up at the top of uh, the, the, the power rankings, if you will, for the WNBA. So congrats to the Dream for pulling that out. The Atlanta Hawks are trying to um, trend up the power rankings in the East in the NBA. And one guy that can potentially is supposed to be a part of that, want a little bit more bread? We'll talk about exactly who that is right on the other side. This is ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and T. Welcome back to ATL Day Ones. I am Tanitra, that's Jarvis, and we appreciate you guys for being our ATL Day Ones as well because you guys have us over 2,500 subscribers for the Locked On Sports Atlanta Network, and you guys keep on coming to every place that you get your podcasts so that you can, when you download them, give us a five-star review. We always appreciate you for that because when it's a five-star review for us, that means the math is mathing, but the math ain't mathing for DeAndre Hunter right now. So we start with John Collins kind of taking a look back, right, Jarvis? Because mm -hmm. we know that that was another situation where the Hawks couldn't quite come to terms with John Collins ahead of the season, and that kind of dragged on, if you will. Now they're facing a similar challenge with DeAndre Hunter. According to sources, Hunter and the Hawks, they haven't really made much progress. In fact, in terms of a four-year contract extension, they're about $20 million apart. And you might look at somebody like Keldon Johnson, who at that same position, recently got an extension and worth $80 million in total from mm -hmm. the Spurs, right? And you're thinking to yourself, that might be the measuring stick when Hunter and his agents are looking for what he's supposed to get. And when you think about him, at the end of the day, and I've always said this, you know, I rock with Dre hard. I've always mm -hmm. said, even last year, I kept saying my mantra was, wait until Dre comes back. Wait until Dre comes back. When Dre comes back, because when he is healthy, he is the second best player on that roster, obviously, before DeJounte Murray came aboard. So that, you know, we have yet to see what he's going to do. But ultimately, Dre has been the second best player since Dre has been on this team. But like you said, Jarvis, 53 games due to injury. So you don't get to see how good he is across 82 games. So do you think this holdup is about that? Is it about injuries or is it about the level of talent, cap concerns? I mean, what do you think it is? I think it's a combination of two things. I think mm -hmm. one, definitely injury. The injury concern has to be there. Like this is the front office we're talking about. We're talking about Travis Slane. We have to think like that. They had to play a little hardball in order to get John to come around. Like, hey man, you ain't worth no max deal, but here's a deal that is very comfortable to your skill set mm -hmm. um, in today's game. So and I so one the injury and and second of all, I think it's a matter of consistency right mm -hmm. like you have to you have to go on the court you know when you're talking about how you pay and how much you're going to pay these guys yeah. you know over a certain period of time and and I think that you know Dre when Dre has been out there he still has been a little up and down you know mm -hmm. so even when he's not been injured so I think that that's one of the reasons why I believe wholeheartedly that this this report is true like you know mm -hmm. I know John Churkin makes a lot of jokes about the blue check mark media being wrong from time to time but yeah mm -hmm. I think they might be a little bit on to something with this one because if you're talking about 20 million dollars over a four-year uh, time span right so I'm I'm trying to do I'm we say we're gonna do the math right I'm mm -hmm. doing the math in my head so that's they probably want to pay him maybe 16 mil a year that's what I'm going to go ahead and make that assumption. And I mm -hmm. think that, yeah, right, you know, yeah. of course, you know, Dre and his people probably want to be closer towards 1920, right. which is totally understandable because, mm -hmm. you know, you talked about Keldon Johnson, you know, for the Spurs right. who got what, four years and 80 million, like you mentioned. Mm -hmm. So I think that's something that, you know, 
that you want to kind of go off of. And I know I haven't even heard of Keldon Johnson. Like, who is that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> when I heard the name, I was like, oh, Keldon Johnson. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I understand both sides, right? So I yes. understand Dre. Like, Dre, like, hey, man, look, I was the number four overall pick. So, you know, it's a reason why you drafted me. So, like, hey, I want to be paid, you know, um, in that light. So, in that manner. So, but I think that, you know, I think that a good number for him though mm-hmm. to kind of just put it in perspective i think he uh, 18 maybe 17 yeah. 18 million dollars i think that's a good number to kind of settle meet in the middle on yeah. i don't necessarily think that you have to should pay him 20 but right. i don't think 16 that's kind of seems a little low in my end yeah and i'll tell you what my thoughts are on that when we come back on the other side of jarvis telling you guys about blue nine blue now like okay so we're talking about money right you know i like talking about money especially when you're talking about giving me some <laughs> wait, wait, pause for a second there uh but blue now blue now is is the company that you should think about when you're trying to find that special moment you're trying to find that right ring just for your mate you know if you're looking for the fine jewelry but having having trouble choosing right blue now has jewelry experts on hand 24 7. they're available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at your budget whatever you're trying to spend because you know what we know that you're up late at night struggling trying to figure out how i'm gonna pay for this ring how i'm gonna get this ring you know how you can do that because just for you this is a podcast exclusive locked on sports Atlanta exclusive just for you you can make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and Locked On Sports listeners. Here's here's what it is. You're going to get $50 off purchases of $500 or more, and you use the code LOCKEDON. That's the code LOCKEDON plus just for you so you can have peace of mind as this bad boy gets shipped your way. Every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't Give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. And I'm going to use one word that you used in your description about Blue Nile, and that's available. And Mm. the best ability of any player is his or her availability. So when it comes down to that... Yeah, <laughs> but that is the biggest challenge that you have to overcome with Dre. And so, in my opinion, I do agree with you that 18 mil seems right about right because when I think about OG Ananobi and mm-hmm. the fact that he's around that same number, or I think about Duncan Robinson, who kind of comes in sometimes as a starter for the Heat, but other times as a strong contributor from the bench. And, you know, technically, we know that he kind of plays a little bit. Um, in the guard forward space, but still he's officially listed as a small forward. Those are individuals who I feel like DeAndre's level of talent and his level of play are right there. But the difference is when you look at OG and you look at Duncan, you're not looking at the same number of injuries, the same number of games missed across the same span of time. And that's kind of where that challenge is. So you know what I would do if I were the Hawks? I would go ahead and make it incentive-laden. You know, if, if he wants to get to 80, well, you get to 80 based on your play. That could be number mm-hmm. of games. That could be production within games. However, you make it an incentive-laden contract. But I think that's probably and also the middle ground. In addition to what you said about the 18 mil, the middle ground would also be we can get you to 80, but here's how you need to get you to 80. Now, the other piece mm-hmm. is this. Of course, with so many positive things going on with the Hawks, 
this offseason. We hope that this can be taken care of before the the beginning of the regular season, right? But mm-hmm. do you think if it doesn't, that it will in any way impact Dre's play or the play of the Hawks overall? I don't think so because when you, you think about it, at the end of the day, he has to be a pro, you know, mm-hmm. because and, – and then also – like, what if he goes out and balls, plays the first 30 games of the year, right. and you're 30 games in, he's averaged 18, 7, and 5. Like, mm-hmm. all right, now, yeah, let's go and get that 20. I need that. <laughs> you know, so I think it, it benefits it benefits him, and, it, and, it, and that benefits the Hawks as well because, mm-hmm. you know, they have that money. When they draft people in certain positions, they, they draft guys with the intent of saying, okay, I'm going to have to probably pay this guy max right. money, especially mm-hmm. when you're talking about a top five pick. Sure. So I, I think that, you know, if, if he goes out and balls and has that mindset, hey, I'm going to prove to these guys that I'm, I, I want, I'm about my money, I want to mm-hmm. win, and I want to ball out on the court, mm-hmm. and I want to prove it. You know, I think it's, I think both parties win in that, in that particular case. And I don't – and Dre is not a guy that I, I, I've – we've seen to be a distraction like you barely even know he's around sometimes because he doesn't really talk like that so I, th- I think that you know given the personality of Dre and what's at stake for him um professionally I, I think that I don't see any I don't foresee any issues with this one uh going forward yeah same same and if they're gonna get it, able to get a deal done yeah yeah I, no I agree with you as well and speaking of off-season moves front office style we are seeing a familiar face come into the front office for the Hawks, and that is Kyle Korver. And, man, you want to talk about somebody who's a friend to the media. Wow. Everybody loves Kyle. Everybody. Everybody loves Kyle. Kyle has just a really broader worldview. He reminds you a lot in his worldview of a Steve Kerr, right? Mm. So I, I think he's an exciting and a necessary piece to the puzzle of the front office coming in as a director of player affairs and development. And what he's basically going to be doing, and this is literally a quote from the Hawks, is developing these individual plans, whether it's for individual players, staff members, coaches, etc. And I love it because he has so much experience, 17 years in the league, five of them with the Hawks. And like you said, one of the most beloved Hawks, even though that was just, you know, a third of his career, but everybody loves him. And I think when I look at him and, you know, he was another one who's technically listed as a forward, but definitely played more guard forward on the guard forward side than anything. Mm-hmm. I right. think that can be very powerful. Speaking of DeAndre Hunter, as we were just talking about, that could be a powerful influence for him. But as someone who played a lot in that sort of guard space, I believe that can be really a benefit and an add for uh, Trey Young and DeJounte Murray as well. Yeah, no doubt about it. Like, you know, yeah, specifically the, guys, the younger guys. Right, exactly. And specifically for Trey, because, you know, yes. working that off ball situation, off-ball, right? And, yeah, and that I think that's going to be amazing for Trey. I think he mm-hmm. he's he's going to be a sponge, you know, when it comes to Kyle Korver because, yeah. you know, him running off screens is like you almost barely see that type of play nowadays. Mm-hmm. It seems to him like a little bit more one-on-one type situation, but mm-hmm. in Trey's I think he's going to be vital to Trey's development. And mm-hmm. you know, before we get out of here, T, you know me, man. Like, you know, I got a uh <clears throat> devil's advocate is, is kind of boiling in my stomach you know when i get okay. some feeling in my spirit i gotta tell you right okay do we see this being a um <clears throat> things don't work out for nate 
uh, a Lloyd Pierce type situation and Kyle Corver getting his first opportunity to be head coach of, 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 a, of a professional basketball team? I don't. I don't. Okay. I think that no. I just need to ask. I just need to ask. I just had to get it out. Of my, said, I had to get it out of me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That might be a stretch because if you had said Nick Van Exel is interim, I probably would have nodded and said, I "Yeah, like now that could be I like Nick to quit. Yes. Mm. Yeah, no question. Because Nick did an amazing job with summer league. He's really, really good at working with these uh, younger players. And they, they have a lot of respect for him because of all the success that he had in the league. That's so my, the mind would go, yeah, my mind would go to a Nick Van Exel first, but on the same token, I would not be shocked if Kyle Korver at some point, whether it's with the Hawks or another team, moves from that front office to the sidelines. So definitely down the road. But I think Nate is at least safe from Kyle. But uh, okay, there's that Nick Van Exel thing. Anyway, will we come back? <laughs> we'll talk a little bit in for the culture about a trip that may be a safe bet for some people, but maybe not for others, and a celebration of a legend. It's all on the other side in For the Culture right here on ATL Day One. Final segment of ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitri. We want to thank you for rocking with us throughout the entire show. Oh, my goodness, man. I had a really good conversation. T talking about the ledge. You know, I'm up here trying to come up with conspiracy theories about the Atlanta Hawks, man. Y'all go check that bad boy out. We really appreciate you. You guys have been um, liking and subscribing to our YouTube channel, Locked On Sports Atlanta, that is. And always remember that we are free and available wherever you download your podcast as well. And make sure you leave us a five-star review when you get there. And just follow us on Twitter, on Twitter at Locked On Sports ATL. Check us out there. We really, really appreciate you for that. But, Tanitra, this is for the culture. It is the intersection between sports, entertainment, and the culture, and sometimes wherever the heck we want to talk about. Now, we're talking about money, right? We're talking about Dre, DeAndre Hunter's money, but um, this is absolutely ridiculous. The Bucks and Seahawks are playing a game in Germany on November the 13th. Mm-hmm. And T, ticket sales on the secondary market <clears throat> – are going for as much as $34,000 um, from all my people on the west side of Atlanta. That's 34 bands, <laughs> 34 of them things to go to a football game. I don't know about you, but uh, I don't want to see Tom Brady that bad. I'm sorry. No, not at all. <laughs> a Russell Wilson-less Seahawks team? Are you kidding me? Yeah, like, like- yeah, nothing to see here. <laughs> so I'm wondering, like, what secondary market is it going on? But I do know that there is very much a healthy appetite in the UK for American football. I do know that right. they sell out every time, Indeed. they sell Wembley out every time. So I do know that there's an appetite for it. But I got to tell you, now don't get me wrong, I am just on the cusp of finishing celebrating a birthday. So if someone wanted to get that to me, Hey, do you go for it? I'm, I'm not going to turn it down. But yes. as far as me coming out of my pocket, heck, I wouldn't have come out of my pocket for 3400 for that game Ooh. because of what I just said. Right. Yeah. To me, I'm, I'm like, where where's the appeal in it? But apparently it's appealing to somebody because if you can sell it on the secondary market at that clip, and you know what it could be? It could also be, okay, we don't know if this will be Tom Brady's last, last, and last, last season. Mm, so that could be one of the driving okay. factors as well because people may be saying, just in case I don't get to ever see him again, this will be my opportunity. So, if you look, if you got it, go with it. 
Golly, but $34,000 on? Good. You know, what we can do like, oh my God, do you understand what I will do with that? Okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm pulling up to the dealership right now. Right. That's like funny. right now. Like yeah. right now. Yeah. And I'm going to have some a little bit on the on the trade in too, just to throw a little cherry on top so I might be able to get really what I want, you know? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, man, come on, man. Y'all tripping. But anyway, but, um, but there is a, a, a special. Some person who uh turned hit the century mark on her age is probably the only time is that it's actually okay to talk about a woman's age. We'll talk about her in just one second. But before we do that, T, tell everybody about the tea from Coffee AM. Ooh, you know, like I, I did love that. Talking about <laughs> <laughs> I love giving you guys the tea about the tea from Coffee AM. And yes, I know it's just coffee. And yes, we know that it is the best small batch roaster in the country that's right in our backyard. But you also know that I'm always telling you about the tea because I love green tea and I'm trying the different flavors. And that's kind of cool for me, too, so I can get off my green tea kick and kind of give some of the other flavors a try. And you should do that, too, even if it's the coffee side, right, because they only roast current crop specialty grade coffee, but they get it from all over the world, all types, organic, direct trade, fair trade, you name it. Coffee AM has it for you. And the good thing about what they do is they blend it fresh. So let's say, for example, you have a request for a shipment in the next day or two. They're going to blend it either the day of or not far from it. So you're guaranteed to have that fresh roasted coffee. And again, it's local. So why wouldn't you support a local business? That's always a beautiful thing. You go to coffeeam.com backslash locked in. You can do that today. You can take a look at the full menu. So don't take my word for it or Jarvis's word. Go check it out for yourself. Go see what kind of coffees they have, what flavors of tea they have, or even if there are some gift sets that you might like to give someone. And when you go to that website, coffeeam.com backslash locked on, you use that coupon code locked on, and that'll get you 15% off at checkout, at least for your first order. But don't stop there. Keep going back and keep telling a friend to go to Coffee AM, which is the best small batch coffee roaster in America. And I'll tell you one more time so you won't forget to get your discount. 15% off using the code locked on, coffeeam.com backslash locked on. You already know what it is. Locked on. It's easy to remember. You watch Locked On Sports Atlanta every day. So, yeah, use the code, get 15% off. Now, T, the woman I was talking about, the elegant Miss Rachel Robinson turned 100 years old. Oh, my goodness. It was so cool to see last night Mookie Betts with on the yeah. microphone yeah. saying, hey, let's honor somebody that needs to be honored each and every day. My goodness. Wow. It is just I can't even list all the things that she's done. And, you know, obviously mm -hmm. the wife of Jackie Robinson. But mm -hmm. once Jackie Robinson passed away, she has been such a big help to the Major League Baseball to try to get this thing yeah. right to make sure people don't forget about him. Mm -hmm. And I just think that we just should continue to do this each and every day outside outside of her birthday. Yes, and happy birthday to you, Miss Rachel Robinson. And Mrs. Robinson reminds me so much in terms of her legacy of Mrs. Coretta Scott King. Obviously, mm. both women started off wanting to honor their iconic husbands, but both of them became activists in their own right. And that's what I love about Mrs. Robinson. She, you know, of course, was a staunch believer and supporter of education and educator herself. So one of the things that she does with the foundation is they give away scholarships every single year 
in the 30,000 plus range, which really I'm sure helps out some needy kids, but also it gets them to travel abroad, if you will. It exposes them to leadership programs. And then there's even another program where if you don't get into that program, there are some uh, kind of day-to-day, some everyday tasks that they'll help you with in terms of learning how to basically go into your adulthood successfully and, and to launch your career successfully. And like you said, she has been an amazing ambassador for the game of baseball herself. So I love, I love the niche that she's carved out for herself and just happy birthday and congratulations to you for even getting to the century mark. That's powerful. And low key, she's doing it in such a beautiful way. She still looks amazing, amazing, amazing. One more thing about today though, Jarvis, and that is that today is national hot dog day. So before we get out of here, I Uh have to ask, you. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Are you a ketchup mustard relish guy? Are you a, a barbecue sauce guy? Are you a chili guy? I mean, what, what's on your what's on your hot dog? Oh, like I literally had this probably about a couple weeks ago. I have to go with none of the above. Oh. Coleslaw, ketchup and mustard. Oh, my oh, God. Dear God. Oh, yes, Lord. Oh. Yes. Yes. Uh, Coleslaw okay. on my hot dog. Oh, my goodness. That is a QT special for me. Oh, goodness gracious. You should no, try it. Don't knock it till you try it. As, as, as your aunt used to say, don't knock it till you try it. Don't like coleslaw on anything. What is up with women in coleslaw? My goodness. My wife doesn't like coleslaw. What is this? What is this? Why would I do that? No, I just keep it basic. It's the chili for me. I love just the chili and a potato bread bun, by the way. So I am kind of bougie about it. Oh, yes. potato, oh, yes. potato bread, bread bun is the true truth but if i don't go the chili route then if it's like a barbecue for example like a cookout then i actually like a really nice barbecue sauce on it that that's actually a nice way to top it off if it is a grilled vinegar based has to be vinegar based yes it's lord see man all right see it's time to go like yeah, yeah gained your, you lost your points you gained your points and now you lost yeah. them again with me teacher, you did you and tomorrow you can come back and we will talk about someone who is a top dog and that is Kirby smart with the dogs we'll give you guys reaction from them taking center stage at sec media days and we'll let you know if there was any smoke that came out of it today. But anyway, you'll check us out as your day ones on ATL day ones. And of course, after you check us out for all the tea on what's going on in Atlanta sports, check out our boy, John Chuckery hitting hard with John. So be careful out there. Be safe. I hope that you guys get a hot dog with chili or one with barbecue sauce, no vinegar, no coleslaw. Have a good afternoon. With you. <laughs> Y'all come back. You hear? <laughs> <laughs>